Ladies and gentlemen, Amy Kenrum. This will take a minute. The army is here at last. Don't you worry about it. Ashes kicking dead eye ass. It's gonna be scary to you not knowing what to do. But it's gonna be alright. All the guys will walk you through. Baby, don't you stress, it's a minute of darkness Baby, don't you stress, it's a minute of darkness It's the Minute of Darkness podcast, where we discuss and overanalyze the 1992 classic, Army of Darkness. Previously on Minute of Darkness. The man Nicky Vinrovsky called an incredibly hot, accidental hero, Ash Williams, stands next to the fair maiden Sheila as a bunch of guys in chainmail start hugging. No, it didn't become that kind of movie. All right, you primitive screwheads, here are your hosts, Brad and Ryan. We are at minute 72 of Army of Darkness. Ryan, how are you? I'm I'm doing just F-A-N-tastic tonight. How are you doing, Brad? Uh, living the dream, as uh, we tend to do on this podcast. Uh, and part of that dream is having the man who has to be called His Majesty in the last night. <laughs> That's true. That happened. <laughs> yeah. Thomas from NeverEnding Minute. Thomas, how are you? Hey, guys. How's it going? Glad to be back. <laughs> and next time, you better have a beer stein for me and some... <laughs> It's to keep me cool and some great. Your will be done, Your Majesty. <laughs> just don't cut my just don't cut my hair like Arthur's, and we'll be okay. So that's why the monarchy fell apart. They just nobody could handle that look. Thomas, uh, we we all do a lot of cross pollination when we host these podcasts because it's a fantastic minute by minute community. Uh, what what other podcasts, uh, minute by minutes, have you uh, have you guested on? Oh, geez. Um, so far, I've done Toy Story Minute. I did the Princess Bride minute as well. So, and then I've got, I know I've got a guest spot coming up, I think, with my co-host from Never Any Minute. We're going to guest spot on Spider-Man minute, I think, for a couple minutes as well. And so far, guesting is my favorite part. I mean, doing my own podcast is awesome, but coming and guesting on something that's not yours and just getting a little junk has has its great things about it, like... There's not as much pressure to it, and you can really just enjoy what you're doing. Whereas sometimes your own podcast, you get mired down in the work a little bit. It, well, there's no editing. Editing's the it's, it's the worst part. <laughs> there is that. <laughs> I love doing these shows, uh, and uh, it's so much fun. But man, getting everything put together for to to be released and. We try to do too much because we were going to keep it simple and we've done our best, but we've had so much fun and we've had such creative people associated with. We have the great uh, different renditions of the theme song that we've been able to work into the show. Um, Things like having the Katie's question segment has has been so amazing. And we've had uh, amazing people contribute uh, intros and outros. And it's been so much fun. And each time we add something, it's like, well, that's going to take, that's going to add 15 minutes to 
each editing job, but I, I can't not do it because it, it sounds too cool for me. But uh, it's like I, I'm, I'm an idiot. That's why it has been fun because uh, we've done I've done the Paleo Media stuff, um, Ghostbusters Minute, Goonies Minute, um, Jurassic Park Minute, um, and we did I did a Snow White Minute because why not? Wow, that's over at Dame, right? Yeah, yeah, it was just so much, so much fun. Yeah, the guys from Dame, uh, that was so much fun, but it was such a different movie than what we do. And then, uh, I'm completely blanking. Uh, Ryan, what was the one that we did together? Oh, Smile Time Minute. Jeez, Smile Time Minute. That was fantastic. And great guys, and we had a chance to tell some amazing stories. And, um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. But, yeah, the guesting is a lot of fun because the pressure's off and you don't have to and once you're done you just walk away and wait for the episodes to come out see now yeah. uh my guilty I will s- but i'm sorry go ahead man go ahead thomas oh, i was gonna say i will say i really love the crowdsourcing you guys have done getting them to to join in and do quotes and do intros and stuff like that it's really kept your podcast like refreshed and new each time you listen to it you don't know what's going to come that episode I've, I've enjoyed that a lot it, it's been so much fun because well and it's just the nature of the the flagship show the cosmic geppetto podcast that was originally going to be like me and the two or three of my friends and over the course of the year and a half that we've done that there's like a, a, a cast of 20 25 people who i rotate in and out and get so much great input and uh, we have three different people or four different people who help singing different intros and stuff and theme songs and it, it becomes more of a community effort and i i knew this was going to be less of that but i still want to have a bit of it and uh I, I think it gives it a different energy i was just gonna say i had i hadn't gotten a chance to listen to many of the Cosmic Geppetto podcasts yet, but then my co-host over on Ever New Minute did the Wonder Woman exclusives on your station where they took over, and those were great to listen to, and it's got me to, to go to, and queue on for Cosmic Geppetto now as well, as if I don't have enough podcasts to listen to, but <laughs> now I've added another one. Yes, the uh, your partner, the, uh, the wonderful Tierney. Uh, she is amazing. Um, we were. She did the. Um, they did one Wonder Woman takeover, which was a lot of fun. And uh, there was an episode that I wasn't allowed on. Yes. And uh, then the we just recorded a second go around where again I wasn't allowed on. And uh, that's going to be. I don't know if that episode will be out by the time we release this. It should, uh, but it was amazing. And Tierney was so damn good. Uh, everyone on the episode was great, but uh, Tierney especially. Uh, what brought such a great energy and uh, I've messaged back and forth and just let her know that uh, I've said all the Geppetto Studios productions and uh, you should be aware of this Thomas that uh, this is this is a roach motel you get in you don't get out so we will be uh, bringing you back in (laughs) in uh, other ways because when we get good people I, I don't let them go awesome I look forward to joining you guys for more stuff definitely on to minute 70. Oh, okay, Ryan, you had something really cool to say, and I, I'm hoping you remember it. <laughs> I cannot remember it. I kind of blacked out on it. But I did have notes on something else I wanted to mention before we got in this minute. And it's it's kind of directed at Thomas. And I, I got to tell you, um, back in, uh, I say, mid-2000s, I want to say, like, I don't know, 06. I would say 06, right? And um, I came up with my uh, fantasy zombie apocalypse team so you pick five characters that you want on your zombie apocalypse team to fight zombie hordes with 
And the only reason I mention this is um, because of this podcast we are on now. And uh, the podcast you are running has relevance. And I'm going to go down my list really quick. First pick, The Golden Girls. Now, I know that's five right there, but like, I just want The Golden Girls on my zombie apocalypse team as one person. And then the next okay. is uh, Les Stroud from Survivor Man. Because, you know, that makes sense, right? Uh, you know, the third is actually Ash from Army of Darkness, because you need someone to kick some ass. And uh, then I pick Chris Rock, who I just think he's hysterical. So that might bring some, you know, good dynamic to the team. And then my last pick was Falcor, Luck Dragon, Neverending Story. So, um, yeah, that, that was my team. And, like, I, I just wanted to mention that and kind of call that out and be like, yeah, man, no, I'm, I'm with you. That's, that's good stuff you're doing right there. I like it. <laughs> I have to say, if I were, if I were to pick somebody from Neverending Story to be on my zombie apocalypse team, it would have to be Rockbiter because he could simply run over all the zombies with his his uh, steamroller bike. Oh yeah, well, that's, that's good. That's good. <laughs> that, that is a good thing. I think I would uh, I would toss in um, Max Brooks, the uh, real life person who wrote the uh, literally wrote the zombie survival guy. And uh, have you ever either of you guys ever read that? Yeah, I read it. I have not. It's a great read because it, it it's it's very much a textbook, but it has like great explanations. And while you're reading, it, like all the things you should do to uh, you know survive the zombie apocalypse, things as simple as like keep your hair cut short. And I was like, oh, that makes good sense. You don't want to be a zombie grabbing <laughs> your hair. Uh, it, and he ended up um, after Brooks, and it's the son of Mel Brooks. Uh, after he wrote Zombie Survival Guy, he then wrote World War Z, which is uh, I love that book. That book is yes, that was just awesome. the best. I love that book. I actually ended up listening to it on audiobook, and it was even fantastic there. Who, who, who did, do you remember who did the reading of it? I do not. It's been a couple years since I listened to it, but it was done really well. Where you know he had different voices and stuff for the different characters and. If, if I remember right, I ended up listening to it on a road trip with a co-worker. We were going on a trip down to a, a naval base that we were going to work at, and it was a good six hours in the car there and six hours back, plus all the travel time between the hotel and our sh- job site, and we just listened to the audiobook the whole way there. Minute 72, we sort of uh, we pick up where we left off last time. Uh, again, we have the voiceover where ash is being told to re recite the words exactly ash still not writing this down we know this isn't going to go well he's just staring at the potion in the leather bottle he's giving him all the instructions he needs and he's just like totally enthralled with this like leather bottle he's like this is how i get home this is what's gonna make it happen and he's totally ignoring the instructions that are gonna make it actually happen um Depending on what ending you see. <laughs> How about that makeup for the scars? Yeah, don't you love it? We then uh, shift to outside the castle, and there's Ash and Sheila. They're, they're exchanging their goodbyes. Uh, as uh, Thomas pointed out yesterday, Sheila's hair, a lot longer than last time. I, I, I just, I said yesterday, I was like, I just wonder if they brought her back for film more scenes six months later and she hadn't had a, like, a, hadn't gotten her hair cut or the costume guy got confused. Uh, this looks like a wig here to me, yeah, if you ask me. Yeah, totally I mean, a wig right now. Her bangs are gone and she has this comb over, almost mullet-like hair that just is so long in the back, it's unreal. Do you think it was a decision like they're, they're trying to convey that she still had the deadite hair? 
possibly like yeah. I don't, I don't know if it went that deep. Or maybe <laughs> maybe so. they always wear this wig and she didn't have it when she was a deadite. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's definitely a weird look. It, it, it is a little eye catching when you've watched it a thousand times. You know, they hug, they kiss, and Ash rides off. And what I realized, or, or what struck me is, I was asking, since Sheila stopped being a Deadite when she returned to normal, did Ash and her exchange any words for the rest of the movie? Uh, I imagine you just told her to kiss him again, and that could have been it. Yeah, I, it's pretty funny. It's a lot of meaningful looks between the two, but I don't think they actually said anything to each other. <laughs> just give me some sugar. <laughs> yeah, yeah he, she knows She knows the whole sugar thing she needs to give, and he takes. And you know that, that, that point where um, they're making out in front of the, uh, uh, the castle, I don't know about you guys, but like, First off, Ash is wearing a lot of base makeup. Like he's got a lot of foundation going on. And then when when they kiss, the only thing I can see is his chin. His like whole face is like swallowing her face and like his chin is just like busting out there. I mean, there's one part in particular where it's like, <laughs> "Whoa, that's a huge chin." And you know, you know that he's got like a huge chin, but like you don't see it until it's like right up against someone else's face. And uh and then it's really accentuated by the scar makeup that's like drawn onto his face. Exactly. So, Ash rides off, the scene fades, and we're See the S Smart blue light, and uh, we haven't we haven't seen the blue light since the beginning of the movie. Uh, we we talked a little bit about it then. It's obviously a take on the iconic blue light of the blue light special at Kmart. Thomas, did you, I, 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 old you are? I know how old you are? If you're around the same age as me or uh, or Ryan's a little younger. I'm 41. Than okay, so you're right around my age. You've been to a Kmart, right? Yes. Did you ever see? Did you ever see a blue light lit up in a Kmart? Yes, I definitely remember the blue light, and it was usually somewhere over near the jewelry stand or something like that. But for some reason, my strongest memories of Kmart are the ices that they had there, the the Slurpees or whatever they were called. They had the red and blue ones always in the middle of Kmart. And for some reason, as a child, I thought that's what the blue light special was for, was to let me know I could go get one of those ices. Nice. So after seeing this blue light, do you want an icy I now? kind of do. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. <laughs> I might be hitting 7-Eleven after this. <laughs> nice. There you go. <laughs> We're back at the blue light. We the, the the camera pans and focuses on Ash, who is telling the story to someone about you know it was, he's basically just recounting the story. So you find you you realize that this whole movie is his recounting of what happened to him. And I think the idea is and it's interesting. I would love to know what they were going for here. And knowing that this was not the original ending and this is something that was added, uh, there probably wasn't a, maybe a ton of thought going into it. But is he supposed to be an unreliable narrator where you wonder, did this all happen the way he said it did? Because as we will see soon, he is not really believed. If we could, Of course, why not? But he still has the scars on his face. Yes, I actually have that note. He's still got the scars, but now he's got slick hair with uh, half a Superman curl. Okay, unrelated but kind of related. I'm killing the whole hair situation right now. Um, my wife, uh, I may have mentioned this on this podcast, but she's she asked me to just like let my hair rip. So I'm like growing it out right now. 
no one knew. I got like really curly, thick hair, and I got a Superman curl, and it bounces out every day. <laughs> and like, it's really been working for me. Like at work, at Starbucks, I mean, anywhere I go. I mean, like, it's just it's killing it. And like, I just want to say, like, if you guys can rock a curl, maybe you I can see you checking yourself in the morning every morning now. Finish shaving. Do the little do the little spin with your finger to get the curl really tight. Every morning, does that bounce, spin, make sure it's got a good bounce, yeah. Now, is uh, is Katie digging it? Is she happy right now, or does she need it to grow a little longer? Oh, you have no, you have, you have no idea. She, she's loving it. I can't stand it, because it gets in my eyes. I mean, like, I, I'm constantly, like, pulling my hair back now. And it's not long enough for me to do a man bun, but it's long enough to be a pain in the ass. And I'm just like, I don't know what to do with it. And she's like, it's amazing, I love it, and... So, like, when I get it to a point that's long enough, she will go blonde again. So that's part of the deal. It's all about compromise. Motivation, right? Now, do you prefer her more as a blonde? Don't get yourself in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I love her any way she is. But I was, I was, Thomas, I don't want to go off the rails, but I was bamboozled. I was bamboozled when we first met because she was blonde. And I was like, Hmm. Okay. And then I married her, and then like all of a sudden, she's brunette. And I'm like, that's fine. I love you all the same. But it, it was working. It was you know, working. The whole blonde thing that was happening earlier. Uh, is, here, here's the thing, um, Thomas. I've known Katie a long time. Uh, Ryan and I actually met through his beautiful wife, so I knew her when I met her. That was a, a long time ago, and she always had the dark hair. So I was actually surprised when she started posting pictures. I was like, Yeah, oh, she's blonde now. It's like I wouldn't have imagined that. So it's funny from the perspective of she looks great. She's a beautiful woman. It, it, it all works, you know. When when you're you know athletic and in a great smile, you know the hair color can be changed around a little bit, and no one's going to complain one way or the other. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so but it's interesting that the, just him from Ryan's perspective of it's like oh no, she's blonde. That's 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 how she came out of the package because. <laughs> It's all about first impressions, you know. It's all about first impressions. Uh, how much longer do you have to go until you, you, you get the blonde back? Man, I don't know, dude. Uh, like, I think it's like super long right now, and I thought I was doing really well, and she's like, no, like just above shoulder length, and I'm not anywhere near that. I can't even do a man bun right now, so I think it's gonna be a while. Wow, that's a lot of hair. And I was like, how long do I need to go? And she's like, Thor. Now, now you know the true inspiration. <laughs> Dude, I can't go and see any of the Thor movies with my wife. It's intolerable, man. Kind of loses her mind on it. So I got to be really careful about what Marvel movies I go to. And the hysterical part about that is the most recent uh, Thor trailer, Ragnarok, which I'm totally <laughs> looking forward to, by the way. He cut his fucking hair off. She's so she was really sad, and I was like, I can't wait to see this movie. This is gonna be amazing. <laughs> Do I get to cut my hair? When the Marvel movies start coming out, I, I of course wanted to see them immediately, and I would I would also always mention to my family, it's like, hey, mom, dad, you should go see this movie, and they weren't really having it because when they thought of comic book movies. It, it, they thought of Batman or Superman, and these are all fine movies, but were a little more fantastical than the Marvel movies are. Uh, even even crazy ones like Doctor Strange or Thor still have like a little little bit more of a real world grounding in a lot of ways. But my mom's like, all right, well I'll see it, and I think she waited until it came on FX, and she saw it, and my mom loves Thor, 
and every Marvel movie that comes out, so I was like, oh, you know, this uh, new Marvel movie's coming out, I'll go to see it. And she's like, is Thor in it? That's the first question she asks every time. <laughs> and like Katie, Mom was pretty disappointed when she saw that uh, he, 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 cut, he cut the hair. Like, she, she doesn't even recognize him without the long hair. When Chris Hemsworth was in Star Trek, uh, when he was in um, Cabin in the Woods, she would watch these movies, and then I was like, well, how'd you like Thor? And she's like, Thor was in that? It's like, yeah, he just doesn't have long hair. It's like, oh, <laughs> well, that's disappointing. Uh, so, all right, well, now we just got a little bit more of a mirror into window <laughs> into Katie's, uh, Katie's heart. <laughs> right. Gosh, we've we've sort of burned through this minute. Uh, there's a lot of long looks and a, a lot of voiceover. Things are going to get real exciting for the rest of the week, but um, I think we've sort of taken care of the plot of this. What else popped out at you uh, for this minute, Ryan? You know, I just got to say, like, I'm I'm sad. Like, we are at the end of this movie. It, it is pretty much over, and... You know, we had a lot of great minutes, and uh, you know, I had a really great time. And like, uh, for me, this movie uh, kind of ended here at the gates because I know there was a couple art alternate endings, and um, I, I think this ending that we see here is definitely true to the film. I think it follows the kind of you know the the feeling, the theme, like it was this kooky, fun horror comedy, and. You know, I think the other um, alternate ending with him uh, sleeping for an extra 100 years, like, I love that. I am all about that, but I don't think it fits with this movie, um, regardless of what I think, you know, Sam or Bruce would say. Like, I, I think the the ending that we see is uh, definitely the true ending. But um, for me, um, I, although I love the S-Smart part of it coming up, um, this this is the end with Sheila watching him kind of right off in the distance. Like, um, for me, that, that's that's where the, the doors kind of close on this movie. Um, and, uh, you know, I just want to say, like, it's, it's just really great. Like, it's wrapping it up with these next couple of minutes. Like, it's just it's been a fantastic experience. And, you know, I mean, I love everything about this movie. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I hope everyone enjoyed it. Yeah, the, the, the stuff that we have coming up, and I love it, and I think it's really fun. But I think if Army of Darkness were to come out now... What you'd be seeing from this point on would be a post-credit or a mid-credit scene. It'd be something fun that you get people to sit through the credits for. But they didn't do that nearly as often when this came out. With you guys coming to the end of the movie, have you considered not ending yet and going ahead and featuring the, that extra ending as like a couple bonus episodes at the end here? That way it's not quite over yet. You know, you're like, man, the movie's over, but we could just go ahead and run through the the director's ending. <laughs> you know, that's a, that's a great question. And Ryan and I have, <laughs> this is always surprising, Ryan and I have not talked too much about what's going to happen once we're done, the, the, the proper movie. And uh, I have had a fantastic time talking with Ryan every week and um and I've, I've said before when when we started minute of darkness ryan and i had spoken to each other once and it's funny after doing this for as long as we've been doing it, it, it you know a, a highlight of my week is getting a chance to talk with ryan and he's such a good guy and he's uh, provided so much and we've had such a great time uh you know ryan will definitely be part of the geppetto universe and uh going forward I am not opposed to doing a couple bonuses episodes and keeping the, the feed running, but uh, I, I, I don't want to do, I, I don't know if I want to keep doing it in the minute-by-minute minute format, 
but it could be something fun, you know, if we can think of something cool or maybe, I know, Ryan, you're th- planning on watching the Ash versus the e- Evil Dead relatively soon. Maybe doing a bonus episode talking about that. But uh, I don't know. It's, part of me is like, hey, the minutes, the, the, the movie's over. Maybe do one or two little things, but uh, move on to the next thing. Plus, this show's been kicking my ass. <laughs> Dude, you've been doing all the heavy lifting. Kudos to you, man. And I would say I would be interested in doing some follow-ups if we got M. Beth Davids or the Blacksmith or someone or like Henry the Red on to do a follow-up. I would be I would be down for that. Yeah, that that's um we got a like on Twitter from M. Beth Davids for one of the episodes. Uh, of course, now the the, the bar has been set by uh, Rocketeer Minute because they actually got the star of Rocketeer, Billy Campbell, to come on the show. It, it's outrageous, and, and not only it, it and they didn't even like chase after him. They just posted the first episode. They copied. They tweeted it at Billy Campbell and. I don't know where he, Billy Campbell tweeted back. I was listening. Hey, I was listening to the first episode of Rocketeer Minute while eating my oatmeal. I've learned more about the show, uh, more about the movie listening to their show than when I was on the movie. Let me know if I could do anything for you. And he kept, he kept tweeting at him, and he offered to be on the show. I, I joked around. I like tweeted it uh, or sent a message to the guys. Is like, you know, this is this is going to get weird because two months from now you're going to be posting on Facebook how Billy Campbell's still sleeping on your couch and you can't get him to leave. <laughs> so I'll give you guys a, a slight exclusive here since you're nice enough to have me on the show. Keep tuned into Never Ending Minute. We may have a guest that is a big surprise for everybody. That's all I'm going to say about it, though. Oh, all right. Now, now everyone needs to. Dude. It's impartial thanks to the guys over at Rocketeer Minute because um, I definitely got with them to learn a little bit about how they communicated with their, their guests beforehand and stuff like that to get a, a edge up on it. And I'm, I'm just going to say it may have paid off. <laughs> I'm not saying it anything more. You're going to have Noah Hathaway on, aren't you? My lips are sealed. <laughs> Thanks for that, man. I'm totally going to stay tuned. Now, Brad, what you were saying about, you know, meeting Ryan on here and, and you know, starting this friendship with him, I know exactly how you feel because Tierney and I had never spoken before. I came up with the idea of doing Never Ending Minute. And we were only, you know, like 30 episodes into recording right now. And already it's, I like having that connection with her it's like a new friend in my life and not that i don't like working with her but i think on my next minute i want to find somebody else that i haven't met yet because just feeling that relationship grow between the two of you and getting to know somebody like that and working with somebody on something you're both passionate about it's a great feeling it is and you can always involve anything else that you do if you decide to do a different minute and perhaps it's not a movie that tyranny feels is uh, passionate about no, you know, you can still always have her back as a guest and figure a way to work her in. Um, the, the example, uh, we've been, uh, by the time this episode comes out, we've probably had uh, three or four Jarf Tales right. come out. <laughs> and those are little, those have been really fun. Those are conversations with my, basically the co-founder of the Cosmic Geppetto podcast with me, Jarf Harden, who's a, a, an Army of Darkness fan, but he wasn't able to do a proper minute. So we just had a half hour conversation, broke that up into f- like four or five you know, individual pieces that we just ran once a week. And it was a lot of fun that way. So you can still have people involved, but yeah, it's fun to bring in a new, you know, 
I could have tried to do this show with Jarf, but first off, Ryan, when he was on the Cosmic Geppetto podcast to talk about Army of Darkness during her best of 90s, he was so good and knew this movie so much and was so passionate about it. It's like, oh, it's going to be really fun to have a different vibe and a different person. So there's so many things to take into consideration, but we'll see. There's uh, Geppetto Studios is going to continue to do more, and uh, Ryan will be involved in that. And, and Thomas, you will be involved in it. You know, I... Uh... I've been racking my brain already, even though I'm only 30 episodes in and every mi- never any minute. Um, been racking my brain about what project I want to do next. And in listening to you guys talk about Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell here, and then also listening to the Spider-Man podcast where, again, they're talking about Bruce Campbell and Sam, and Sam Raimi, it got me thinking, you know what movie I loved from the 90s? Dark Man. Oh. Dark Man, I think, would be so fun <laughs> to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, just thinking of Sam Raimi's contribution in there and and the chance to, you know, deal with the classic and stuff like that, I think, would be kind of fun. So that's one of my possibilities, I think, for uh, movies by a minute later on. Keep, keep us informed when that happens, because uh, I, I would love to uh, I would love to contribute to that, because that's a, it's, a, it's a good movie. And it's such an interesting movie because you have Liam Neeson when he was sort of on the edge of stardom. The fact that, you know, the Sam Raimi really wanted to do The Shadow. And this was his way of sort of doing The Shadow without doing The Shadow. Uh, just so many interesting things about that film. I remember I recorded it off the TV and I used to watch that movie over and over and over again. It was literally on TV earlier tonight. It was on one of our uh, like deep cable channels. So I watched a few minutes of it and it's like, wow, this is such an interesting movie and so much fun. And uh, it, it was very cool. Very cool. Eh. All right. Well, I... every every time I see one of those little birds that are liquid activated rocking, I think of that movie now. <laughs> Thomas, uh, so people want to keep track of what you're going to be doing. Um, wh- wh- keep an eye out if Darkman Minute comes out someday. Where should they go to follow you? All right. Like I said yesterday, if you want to follow me on Twitter and Instagram, it's at the Wookie Lives. Uh, you can find me there. If you're interested in finding out more about the Never Ending Minute, you can join the Never Ending Minute Listener Society on Facebook. You can like the page, and we'll have our episodes up there. You can go to growlermedia.com slash neverendingminute to find our podcast there or check it out on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play and places like that and follow Never Any Minute or yeah, follow Never Any Minute on Twitter at NevEndMin. I think that's all my plugs. Very cool. We recommend everyone check that out. Thomas, thank you so much for being here uh, yesterday and today. This has been a lot of fun and uh, everyone should check you out and we will have you back in uh, Geppetto Studios one way or the other. I look forward to it, guys. It's been great. Thanks for having me here. Ryan, do you got anything else or is it time to wrap it up? Let's wrap it up, man. Minute of Darkness is produced by Geppetto Studios. Find out more at CosmicGeppetto.com. Our email is minuteofdarkness at comcast.net. I'm Rick Ingham from the Mad Max Minute Podcast. Hold it, nobody said anything about three books. Like, like what am I supposed to do, take one book or all books or what?